Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. joining us online or in the room here feel free to make some noise not shouting but clapping wherever you are if you agree with anything I'm going to say this morning it'll help you to remember what I'm going to say we're in a a series which is called blessed we started it last week as Angie mentioned it's a series based on the Beatitudes in the book of Matthew chapter 5 you want to read through it through the week and we call it blessed because that's a word that Jesus uses a lot in this passage Of course, feeling blessed is in vogue. If any of you follow on social media a number of people, you'll find the hashtag blessed comes up a lot. You usually find that people are using it in relation to something good that's happened in their life. My personal opinion is it's a way of boasting without, with trying to sound humble at the same time. So people will often say scholarship to university, hashtag blessed, or a picture of their perfect family with perfect teeth and nice smile. They'll say hashtag blessed, or it could be promotion, hashtag blessed. It's a way that we often use to try and boast while appearing to be humble. Well, blessing and blessed is a good word to use. Jesus used it a lot here in the passage we're going to read. Christians use it a lot about what we've received from God, what we're believing from God by way of good things, undeserved blessings. But what does it truly mean? Does, for the Christian, does it mean, is it synonymous with, with living the, quote, successful life? Is the blessed life that you have great friends? Is the blessed life that you have somehow the perfect family? Is it that you are fit and healthy? Great marriage, healthy body, successful career, financial security. Are these the essentials of a blessed life? So if you have all of those, can you say hashtag blessed? Is that what it all sums up to? Is it possible if someone doesn't have any of those things that I've just listed then, that they can still be blessed? Is it possible that someone could have all of those things and still be missing out on true blessing? Well, according to these words of Jesus that we're gonna read now, absolutely, yes. You can have all of those things and still not be receiving true blessing. You can have none of those things and still be blessed. Listen to these words, I won't read them all, but just some of them from Matthew chapter five. The first three Beatitudes that are mentioned here, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And then later on he says, blessed are you when people insult you. He says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Now if we could hear Jesus speaking these in the first time that they were spoken on that hill, we would have found that he didn't use the word and. There was no addition are, like we have blessed are. That wasn't in there. This is not a legal list that somehow you're ticking off. These rather would better sound like this. Oh, the blessed life. Oh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Oh, blessed are those that mourn. Because these are statements of reality. These are actual blessings for now. See, my dad used to say to me when we read these, they're for the millennial age, they're for in the future, they're not for now. 
You can't experience these now. It's impossible. It's for one day in the sweet by and by. Hey, I love my dad with all my heart, but I don't agree with him. These are blessings. These are the reality of the kingdom in the here and now. This is Jesus saying, you can experience this stuff now, even in some of the worst situations of life. And this list is a pretty bad list of stuff that can go wrong. The one I want to look at today is, blessed are those who mourn, for they will, or some versions say shall, will or shall, it's still a reality, blessed those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Why are mourners blessed? Well, he answers it. Mourners are blessed because there's comfort coming for them. If you don't mourn, you won't get this corresponding blessing of comfort. And he's saying here that there's a blessing that's available to the mourners. And it, let's, again, let's try and just crawl into the context. The context is simply this. Jesus is talking to the crowd and to his intimate disciples. They're on the inside track, and then there's a crowd that are watching up. And when he said the word comfort, they would have this understanding. As soon as they hear the word, there's certain words, aren't there, that are buzzwords. Well, comfort was a buzzword to them, because they would immediately think, these are the Jews, the Israelites that are around, they would immediately think, of the Messiah who would come because he was going to bring comfort. Isaiah, if you look, read the book of Isaiah, the first 39 chapters are woe and judgment and it's hard. Then you get to Isaiah chapter 40 and there's this turn suddenly where it says this. This is the word, ready? Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. In other words, blessing is coming. Comfort is coming. So when they hear Jesus get up and say, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, they understand he's making a pretty big claim here. He's saying that comfort is found in me. I am the Messiah, the hope of the world, the hope of Israel, the hope for the future. I'm the promised one. So he's not just saying comfort's coming. He's saying, I am here to be your comforter. If you read on in Isaiah, you'd find it's the word that John the Baptist uses about Jesus when he says, There's, I'm the one that's come to prepare the way for the one that will come and fill in the valleys and raise up uh, the hills. He's here to bring comfort. He's saying, I'm the Messiah. I'm here to bless you. You want comfort? Come to me. Because that's the essence of the kingdom of God. Come to me. I was listening to a, a podcast. I'd really want you all to hear this podcast by a guy called Carrie Newoff, who's interviewing um, Gordon MacDonald. Gordon MacDonald is an 81-year-old sage. He's a wise man. He's seen it all. He's been a pastor. He's been an author. He's been an editor. He's had some tough seasons in his life. And it's, it's 15 things that he's saying of advice that he wants to give to people from, from the view of 80. He says, here's the things I'd say. And the second point is this, which really struck me as a, as a pastor. He said, I want to be more a priest than a preacher. A priest than a preacher. And he tells this story about on September the 11th, uh, that awful day, that devastation that happened in New York when the Twin Towers were flown into and so many lost their lives. He says he was on the way to a conference to speak, and he's going one way out of New York, or that, that, that distance, and the others are going in to, 
to be a help. And he's thinking, something wrong with this. I, I need to be going back there. What can I do, though? And so he rings a friend who's a Salvation Army officer, says, can I be of any help? And he says, yeah, of course you can. When can you get here? He said, I'll be there in 24 hours. So he and his wife, Gail, they went to ground zero there, and they were, he says, I was literally pulling out bodies and body parts. And the mourning and the, 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 the sense around me of loss was awful. But he walked around with a friend who was a Trappist monk. The Trappist monk name was Norman. Norman the Trappist monk, we shall know him as from here on in. And Norman the Trappist monk was in his full garb. And this is what he says at Gordon MacDonald. He said, people kept coming up to Norman, falling at his feet and saying, would you bless me, Father? And then he would say some words. And so in the, in the end, Gordon said to him, what are you saying to these people? And he says, this is what I'm saying. He said, I'm putting the sign of the cross on their head and I say this, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I sign you with the cross. Go in peace, my dear friend, and do what God wants you to do. At that point, uh, Gordon said to Norman, has anyone ever done that for you, Norman? And Norman said, not for a long time. So he said, would you mind if I do it for you? This is a Protestant pastor right now. He said, would, I, would you mind if I do that for you? And Norman said, of course. And he fell to his knees. And Gordon MacDonald put the sign of the cross on him and said, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I sign you with the cross. Go in peace, my dear friend, and do what God wants you to do. And I was listening to that whilst I was reading the Beatitudes. You know what I realized? This is Jesus, the priest, the great high priest, who's standing in front of the people and he's saying to them, you're blessed and I'm here to give you the blessing. I'm here to give you the comfort. I'm here to fill you. I'm here to satisfy your hearts, your poor in spirit. I'm here to give you the kingdom of God. And one preacher suggests this. He wouldn't just preach it. And if we, did, if we had time, I would do this, but we haven't got time. You guys watching online, I'd love to do it in your homes and come to you, but I can't do all of that. But this preacher who I was listening to suggested this, that Jesus would have got out from the crowd different individuals that represented what he was speaking of. So he might have got someone up for that first one, and he looks out in the crowd and he sees a guy who just a few days ago was demonized. He had cuts on his face, he had bruises. He had cuts on his arms. They'd had to chain him just a few days ago to control him. But he met Jesus. And so he calls the guy out and he says, here is exhibit A. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And everyone looks on and says, he, he's one of us. No, 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 no. He was the worst one of us. And he's received the rule and the favour and the love of God. And the guy standing there saying, yeah, yeah, I'm the poster boy. I'm exhibit A. Look at me. I was lost. I was poor. I was destitute. I was devastated. But I'm whole because the kingdom of God has come to me. You need to look happier about that. I can see your face smiling even through the mask. Smile whenever you are. The kingdom of God has come. And then he looks out in the crowd and he sees an old lady who just recently has lost her husband. She's a widow. She's already had shame in her life because she was never able to have children. And in that kind of society, that was a shameful thing. Not today, we don't do that, but then they did. So she's no shame, no children. Now she's a widow and a husband who provided for her. And now she's got no means to provide for herself. 
If she'd have been a younger woman, she'd have turned to prostitution because a lot of women, young women did that in order to make a living. But everyone knew she couldn't do that. She's old and wizened. She's alone. She's ashamed. No children, no husband. Jesus sees her. And her head's down and her eyes are still swollen with tears. She's mourning. And he points to her and he says, Lady, would you come out? Or maybe he knew her name as a word of knowledge. And he says to her, Sarah, come out. She's on her way out. And as she's on her way out, he whispers into the ear of one of the apostles. Let's say John the Beloved. He says, this woman is a widow. And this is what we do in the church. This is what we do as followers of Jesus. She now belongs in our family. John, look after her. And she comes up and he says, here I have for you a widow in warm mourning. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And then he throws her arm around her and he kisses her and he calls out the disciples and they're having this group hug. And they're all saying, Mother, welcome. Welcome to the family. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Oh, the blessedness of the morning. See, he's not saying that you're blessed because you mourn, as in the morning in and of itself is not what he's looking at. It's the consequence of the morning. It's not gaining more stuff. No word do you find in the Beatitudes, blessed are those that get more in their bank. Blessed are those who get a better car. All of that stuff is peripheral. I'm not saying that's not blessing. You can be blessed with those things. But that's not the core of blessing. That's not what Jesus is saying here. I'm going to give you stuff that's going to last forever. This is stuff that's never going to be robbed from you. Whatever season of life you go through. This is not stuff that's going to make you happy just because you've got more on your shelves or more food. This is because you've got me and you've got the community and you've got the blessed Holy Spirit who we know if we can unpack this one but we can't is called the comforter. Here's my advice to you. So what I want to say to you. I want to say it to us in the midst of a tough season. Don't just do it in the tough season. Decide now ahead of the tough season because tough seasons will come. This is my advice to you. With all your needs, with all your suffering, with all your loss, and there's a lot of loss around right now in all kinds of different areas. Here's my advice to you. Reframe in your heart and mind that these are not curses from God. These are blessings in disguise because you're going to see them as opportunities to receive from God. God and the blessing ultimately is for those who know they need God the greater our need maybe the greater the blessing that's why it can be a problem for the rich because they can stumble over their riches thinking oh I'm blessed yeah but in their blessed in that way they become independent rather than reliant on God blessed are those who thought they'd missed out blessed are those who thought they'd lost out on the good life Blessed are those who mourn over their sin. Yeah, it includes that. But the word that is used here is more mourning over the death and the loss of a loved one. It's the same word that's used in the Septuagint, the Greek Bible, when Jacob mourns over the loss of his son Joseph when he thought he was dead. It's this pain in the heart that affects the body. I think this is more to do with loss of loved ones than anything else. But please don't let me in that say that we can't mourn in other ways. Because if you would lost your job, there's mourning. And if you've lost friends, there's mourning. The mourning can be very wide, but this is particularly those that have lost. 
And what Jesus is saying is, you're included, you're welcome. Come into the kingdom. We've just done some work at home on our kitchen and our hallway, and we're having a new uh, front door fitted sometime in the future. And we've been buying little bits of, of, of furniture to go in these places to add, you know, little different colours. And we bought a mat for our, our porch. And I was reading this and I was thinking about the Beatitudes. And this mat, I've got it here with us, it's a very small mat, but it's a very big word. Can you all see it? Online you can see it. You can see what the word is. What kind of mat is this? It's a welcome mat. I love the word welcome. And the reason we put that on the threshold of our door is that when people walk over, we want you to know this, and any of you when you come, we want you to know this, you're not just tolerated in our house, you're welcome. We don't begrudgingly just want to let you over the threshold, we want to celebrate you, your uniqueness. Come on, kick off your shoes, you're alright, sit in our garden, eat our food. Look in the drawers if you want, you're not going to find much, we don't care, you're welcome. Welcome to our house. Welcome to our home. Come on, enjoy. You belong here. Do you know what the Beatitudes are on this one morning? You're welcome. You're welcome in the kingdom. You're welcome in the kingdom of God. There's a party that's being set off for you. You're mourning. Everyone thinks you should hide in the morning. We're saying, no, come with your sorrow. Come with your pain, because there's comfort, primarily from Jesus. But hey, how many of you know this? When you've received comfort, you want to share it to others. This is a fulfillment of the, of the blessing to Abraham. Through you, the nations of the world will be blessed. We've been blessed in Christ. We will bless others, even through comfort. So come in. You're welcome. John Orberg suggests that if, if this was Jesus talking today, that he would maybe add some different kind of beatitudes. He suggests that because we live in a silly culture, there may be some silly ones because this has got to do with our culture saying that people because they're different are shut out of the good life when Jesus says, no, you're not. And he suggests some of these, the silly ones first. Blessed are the geeks, blessed are the nerds, blessed are the wimps, blessed are you when you have dandruff and blemishes and all manner of bad breath. Blessed are those who have no fashion sense, blessed are the uncoordinated, blessed are the wrinklies. I added that one in. Well, welcome to the kingdom. Jesus says, you're not a loser. In me, you can be a winner. And then he suggests some others. And can I say it to you as you're watching online or listening in this room? Blessed are the anxious. Blessed are the unemployed. These are the real ones. Rubber hit the road. Tire hitting the, the, the tar stuff. Blessed are the unemployed. Blessed are the divorced. Yes, you are. Blessed are the homeless. Blessed are the dropouts and the burnouts and the leftouts. Blessed are the chronically angry. Blessed are the sexually addicted and the sexually frustrated. Blessed are the mentally ill. Blessed are the HIV positive. Blessed are the parents who failed. Blessed are the children who ran away. Blessed are the barren. Blessed are the failures. Blessed are those who are pregnant out of wedlock. Bless, 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 bless. Because your need puts you in a place of being able to receive the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is personified in Jesus Christ. And there's no other one and no other thing that can satisfy you except Jesus. Jesus. He is the kingdom. He's come and he's coming. Same with the kingdom. It's come and it's coming. It's here in its future. Same as Jesus, he came but he's coming back and the kingdom will come in all its fullness. And you get to be a blessing to other people. God's greatest blessings are always himself. Let me close with this to tell you 
there is something in grief that you can't get in any other way. There's something in our loss and in our pain that we can't experience in any other way. It's the comfort of God. Because in grief we long for presence, but you get his presence. And in grief you long for others to come around you in this crazy world where we can't hug, but they can come on the phone and they can come on Facebook and they can just be there and sometimes a group of six can hug you and they can bring you comfort as well. There is something in mourning like nothing else we can receive. And let me close with these scriptures from the book of Psalms because he's not even suggesting we should stay in mourning forever. And there's no right time scale, by the way. Don't, you know, we have all these processes. It's different for every one of us. We're all unique individuals. But there is a promise of comfort. Let me finish with these, prayer, these prayers from Psalms. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. God heals wounds. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 30 verse 5 says this, His anger is but for a moment and His favour is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I don't know how long your night is. This is not a literal 24-hour clock. Your night can be longer than someone else's night. But there is a morning that's coming, a morning as in the sun coming up. Last one, Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog. How long was David in a pit? I don't know. But I know this. God came and set his feet on a rock, making my steps secure. You feel like you can't sing right now? You will sing again. Because you put a new song in your mouth, a song of praise to God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Right now, whether you're watching online or whether you're here in the room, if you're going through loss, through mourning, there's a comfort of God that wants to draw near and for others to come around you. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just bow your, close, close your eyes, bow your head, just put your hands in front of you. As I pray for you to receive the comfort of God. And speak a blessing over you. If that's you, just put your hands in front of you right now. Father, I pray for everyone that's responding by faith with loss right now. Especially if it's loss of loved ones, but even beyond that. May they know the comfort of Jesus Christ and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter. Oh, I wish we could unpack that. And the comfort of others around them, that they may know joy in the midst of sorrow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just as we're in the room here and everybody watching online, I want to ask you this. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and leader, you can do that. I'm going to ask just that we bow our heads, close our eyes again, and you pray this prayer after me. And then if you pray this prayer, let us know. If you're here in the room, go to the stand at the back of the hall. If you're online, let us know in the chat there. Or email us and say, yeah, today I prayed that prayer for the first time. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you 
that you know me, that you love me, that you see me. Forgive me for my life that has been lived without you. Today, I choose you, Jesus Christ, as my leader and Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a last song of worship, so wherever you are, stand with us. As we sing Graves into Gardens, it's about the transforming work of God that He can do in our lives. Come on, let's sing. Thank you for listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk slash giving and get involved god bless you